Good morning, everyone. And I would like to wish you a very happy Easter. And this is Easter Sunday morning. And we're here this morning to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Now, I don't know about you as a child. I loved Easter. Now, if I'm being honest with you, the reason I loved Easter was because I loved chocolate and I especially loved cold chocolate Easter eggs. It was my favourite part of, of, of Easter. And I was always looking forward to eating my, my Easter egg. And probably you're looking forward to eating your Easter egg later. If you're anything like my son Josh used to be, he would have eaten his part of his Easter egg for breakfast or probably even before breakfast, knowing that it was Easter Sunday. But actually, 36 years on, uh, I now know what the true meaning of Easter is. I realised that Jesus died for me. I realised that Jesus gave his life for me and gave me a new life in him. And we've seen a glimpse of the Easter story just through some of the videos and the readings that we've had this morning. But can you imagine what it was like to be around at that time? Just imagine you were one of those uh, disciples back then. And, you know, what a roller coaster of a journey it would have been, especially the few weeks running up uh, to uh, the crucifixion. You know, if you think about it, just at the beginning of the week, as part of the team, you're traveling around, you're sharing hope, you're healing the sick. Everybody wants to wanted to know you. But Friday came and your world is turned upside down. Your Messiah has been crucified and he's now buried in a tomb. You've run away from your friends. You've scattered uh, from your friends and you're separated uh, from others. And you're now really perhaps feeling very fearful and anxious. And then Saturday comes. You're with perhaps some of the team. You might have caught up with some of the team. And then you're you're actually feeling pretty overwhelmed now because you've totally forgot everything that Jesus had told you would happen. You're perhaps confused. You're, you're grieving over the loss of the saviour of the world. He's gone. And I bet if you were around in that time, I know I probably would have been wondering, what's going to happen now? I've given up everything to follow Jesus. And, you know, now he's gone. Nobody will ever believe us. You'd have been feeling pretty low and pretty lonely at that time. But then Sunday comes, Sunday morning or Sunday evening. Let's just look at Sunday evening when you're in that room, you're in that locked room. Probably you're still in there hiding, waiting and just thinking what is going to happen. Will they come after you? And then whilst you're in that room, Jesus appears. You're unsure at first. Is he real? You reach out and you want to touch him just to see, is he real? But then you touch him and you watch him. And he eats some fish just to prove he's alive. The Lord, your saviour, is alive. He's alive and well. And everything he said was true. His promises were true. He told you he was going to come back after three days. He's risen from the dead and proved that he is the son of God. He hasn't left you. So there will be jubilation and celebration, joy and freedom. You know, what a time to be alive to witness that resurrection of Jesus that marked a defining moment in history. See, the resurrection changed everything. You might be thinking, well, actually, so the pandemic has changed everything. It's changed your life. It stopped you doing things that you love. You may have lost other 
you know, loved ones, perhaps. And I'm sorry if that is if that is you uh, this morning. But the resurrection, you know, please, God, the pandemic. Sorry, come back to the pandemic. Please, God, the pandemic is temporary. But if you look at what happened in the resur- resurrection, it was eternal. It proved a number of things. See, the resurrection proved that Jesus had defeated death. It proved that Jesus was who he said he was, that he does and he, he will fulfill his promises. But so what does it mean for you and I today? See, I think it means three things. Uh, I've, there's three things here that, that the resurrection means for us today. See, the resurrection means that Jesus has taken care of our past. The risen Jesus, uh, the second thing is the risen Jesus is present and we have a new life in him. The risen Jesus has sealed our future. So let's just quickly look at these three things. Firstly, the risen Jesus has taken care of your past. You know, have you ever felt guilty about something? Have you ever felt bad about something you've done wrong? See, I remember when I was a young boy, I felt guilty about something. Well, actually, when I was a young boy, I didn't feel guilty. I felt much guiltier when I was a bit older. And let me just tell you what happened. See, I was about 11 or 12 at the time, and it was my birthday. It was a February, very cold, and the weather outside was horrendous. And I remember uh, that, that day, because it was my birthday, my dad had promised to buy me a punch bag and some boxing gloves. I wanted to be a boxer then. I never was, but I wanted to be then. And I remember that day, my dad had really bad flu. And when I mean really bad flu, he had really bad flu, sweats and was really unwell. And, you know, for any of us that have had really bad flu, you'll know what that was like. Now, we lived about 10 or 11 miles away from the nearest shop where we could get a punch ball from. And I remember harping onto my dad and saying, Dad, 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 please, you've got to take me. It's my birthday. You promised you'd take me. And you know, you need to take me to get my punch bag. And he was unwell and I got him to take me. And anyway, cut a long story short, he did take me. We went and we bought the punch bag. We got the boxing gloves and I come back and, you know, messed around on it for a a few hours. Anyway, I think years on later, I remember talking to my dad. Um, He was unloading some stuff out of the boot and I'd always had felt a little bit guilty because I felt, you know, I was a spoiled child then. I was only thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about anyone else. And I remember turning around to my dad one day while he was taking something out of the boot. I hadn't been a Christian uh, uh, long. It might have been just about actually when I was exploring the Christian faith. So it may be just before. But I do remember saying something to my dad. I remember saying to my dad, say, Dad, do you remember the day when you bought me the punch ball and the, uh, sorry, the, uh, the, yeah, the punch ball and the boxing gloves? He said, yeah, I remember that really well. I said, Dad, but that day you were really unwell and I made you go to the to the shops and drive us into town. You were really unwell. I can still visualise and picture the sweat running down your face now. And I just want to say I'm so sorry for doing that because actually I um, was a spoiled child and I should never have forced you to do that. And now I know that I'm really sorry and I want to say sorry to you for doing that. And I remember my dad turning around to me that day and he said, son, he said, I did that because I loved you. And it actually broke my heart. It melted my heart. But now what it helps me see is I can see why God sent his son to die for me, because I know God sent his son to die for me and to die for you because he loved us. 
And, you know, for me, the Bible said for me, understanding that was transformational in my life when I received and I, I, I really understood what it was like to have a relationship with Jesus. Because the Bible says God sent his son because he loved us. And on that cross, Jesus took all our sins, all the things that once separated because our sins separate us from God. So, you, so you've got us, you've got God and our sin is separating us. But once you know, someone as Jesus took the place of our sin, it we're actually now we've got direct access to God. He took all our guilt and all our shame. He took it all on the cross at Calvary. We're now free from the grasp of sin. See, Romans 6 says your old life is gone. And because of the resurrection, we have a new life in Jesus. Whatever your past, wherever you've come from, whatever you've done, we can receive and you can receive forgiveness. And when we receive forgiveness, we're new creations in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. The resurrected Jesus meant you and I can have a fresh start. You can have a fresh start today if you don't uh, know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because he paid the price for you and he paid it for all of us. The second point is the risen Jesus is present today and he can transform us. He can change us. Well, whatever we're at and whatever we're going through. Before I became a Christian, I always felt so empty. But when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, something really changed in me. The emptiness disappeared. I looked at life in a very, very different way. I wanted to live my life for others and not just for myself. There were things I wanted to change in my life. And some things that I wanted to change after I accepted Jesus were easy to change. But other things weren't so easy. And, and even now, you know, I'm still work in progress. There's things that God is working in me and, and I'm sure is working in, in many of you. But thankfully, one of the things the resurrection uh, uh, meant was, you know, I don't have to do it on, our, on my own because actually Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to live within us. In the Bible, in John 15 and 16, Jesus told the disciples that he would send a counsellor, the Holy Spirit, to be with them. And he is with us and he's with you and he's with me uh, today. So thankfully, I haven't had to do it on my own. Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit to, to live within me. See, life isn't a walk in the park, especially for many of us at the moment. The last 12 months have probably been very, very difficult for almost every one of us. You know, but the thing is, is the Bible tells us we're not on our on our own. See, the Bible says it says here, it says, I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope for which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and is in comparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. See, when we accept Jesus or when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we were given the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power lives within us today. See, God doesn't promise that we won't go through tough times. You know, I've just the last night and this morning have probably been really tough uh, for me. Again, a number of things going on that have really challenged, uh, uh, have really challenged me. But actually, the thing is, is I know that God 
is with me through these times. See, God doesn't promise we won't go through those tough times. Look at what Jesus went through. He went through those temptations. He went through trials and abuse. But what he does promise is he promises he will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. He never left those disciples that day. He temporarily left them because he had to, but he came back and did. He rose from the dead and he delivered all that he promised. See, Hebrews 13, 5 says, be content because God has said, never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. He is with you in the tough times, wherever you're at this morning. You may be jubilant this morning and everything going rosy. But for others of you, you might be feeling uh, you know, sad. You might be even in despair. But the thing is, is God can turn your despair into hope, your anxiousness into peace, your fears into courage, your weaknesses into strength. When we trust in Jesus and are sensitive to his Holy Spirit, we can see extraordinary things happen in our lives and all in our lives and also in the lives of others. You know, what, I just encourage you to trust Jesus and hold on to the resurrected Jesus that can change your life and work in your life, whatever you're going through this morning. And the third point is Jesus has sealed our future. You and I have a hope for the future. We all need hope. Hope is just you know, I'm sure that's what I found when I when I said I felt empty. I just felt something was missing. I just didn't have uh, the, you know, that hope in my life. But I know when I found Jesus, I found true hope. You know, I understood. I, I actually began to understand the difference between joy and happiness. See, happiness was about my circumstances, money, holidays, cars. Joy was about a relationship and a trust in Jesus. Even if I didn't have those things. I could still be happy. I could still have joy. I could still have peace during tough times. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy tough times. None of us do. But I know God is with me and he's with you too. God is in control. See, the resurrection as, you know, lets us know that God is in control. But the resurrection has also secured our eternal future. The promise of eternity with Jesus. See, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life with him. But will have eternal life with him. You and I, as followers of Jesus, will have eternal life with Christ. See, what is eternity going to be like? I don't know. But Jesus described it on the cross when he was talking to, to one of the others on, on, on the cross next to him. He, he described it as being today you will be in paradise with me. Now, anywhere that describes anything that's described as paradise is going to be some special place. We have the promise of eternity with him. When our earthly bodies fade, they will as we get as we get older. We will have new resurrected bodies in, in eternity. No more pain. No more suffering, a hope. And we will walk and be with our God and be with Jesus. See, the resurrected Jesus is alive today. The resurrection, you know, everything else may be changing around us, but the impact of the resurrection hasn't changed. It is still uh, it is still working in the lives of those that accept Jesus as, as their Lord and Saviour. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'd say, what's a real testimony to that? 2.5 billion people or approximately 2.5 billion people have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior from 12 disciples to 2.5 
billion. Why is it? Because Jesus makes a big difference in your life. He doesn't promise we won't go through hardships. He doesn't promise we won't go through trials, but he does promise that he will be with us and he will care for us and he will support us through those tough times. Now, just as I finish, I wonder where you are today. Would you like to know the resurrected Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Well, I would really encourage you to ask him into your life uh, right now. And how do you do that? You just tell him that you're sorry for the things that you've done wrong. You just say, Lord, forgive me for those things. And if things come to mind, just ask him to forgive you about specific things uh, that come to mind. And thank him then for sending his son to die on the cross to take uh, to take away your sin. And then ask him to come into your life and fill you with his Holy Spirit. Thank him and tell him you want to follow him and be led uh, by him going forward. That's all you've got to do. You haven't got to speak it out loud. It, it, it is good to do it, but speak out loud. But actually just pray it quietly. Say, Jesus, come into my life and change me. And for some others of you uh, this morning, it may be you already know Jesus, but you're feeling a bit like the disciples did on that weekend. On the Friday when they felt fearful, you might be disconnected. We can be quite disconnected at the moment with all that's going on uh, with uh, with COVID. You might be worried about the future. Your job might be uh, on the line at the moment. Your finances may be going through a tough time. Or it may be you feel like the, the, the guys did on the Saturday where you feel disappointed, uh, confused or perhaps um grieving because you've lost someone close to you and I'm sorry again if that is you that has lost someone close to you uh, recently but Jesus said he would return from the dead and he did Jesus said he would send the Holy Spirit and he did see we can all have tough times in our life but can I encourage you to hold on to the promises of God you're not on your own you have a God who loves you you have a God who sent his son uh, to to be a sacrifice for you, the son that rose again and gave us a new a new life. You, you know, why don't you ask that if you're you know, just come to Jesus now. He gave us so many more promises, not just uh, that he promised I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He promised I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He promises us. He says, you know, again, other promises of do not be anxious about anything, but all things with petition and prayer. Present your request to God with thanksgiving in your heart. And that peace that trans transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Hold on to the promises of God because he won't let you down. Happy Easter, folks. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, God bless you and have a great rest of the weekend.